Hey there, folks. It's your boy, Rigo G, your favorite host, speaking the truth and nothing but the truth on Dual Threat Radio with my partner, George, here. Hey, hey. How's it going? How you doing, partner? I'm doing pretty good. Ready to get this week's episode done. Yeah, um... Before we get started, let's discuss last week's episode. I got I received some positive feedback. Uh, definitely a lot of uh, a lot of folks hit me up saying it was entertaining. It was a pretty good episode, and uh, what a shame that they weren't a- able to hear episode five, our our first L, and probably honestly our first and only L of our lifetime. Honestly, you know, it's hard to go sixteen and zero, so you know, got to take some losses along the way. You know, we took a little bye week. It, it was our bye it week. It was our bye week, huh? That's what it was. So, <laughs> let, yeah, let's talk about our picks last week. Uh, I unfortunately went 500. I went 7 for 7. Not too good. However, my overall record does not look too bad. I'm 56 and 36. What about you? Uh, I didn't do too bad. You went 9 and 5. You know, 9 and 5 always, uh, you know, division winning division numbers right there. Oh, yeah, definitely winning numbers. Let's get straight into it. Last week's games, <laughs> Thursday night football. You had the Giants visiting the Patriots. The Patriots won with a <coughs> score of 35-14. to 14. Um, This game was special. Tom Brady now passes the great Peyton Manning for the second most passing yards in NFL history. I know you're excited about Actually, I know you're happy about that. Uh, what stood out to you in this game? You know what, man? That defense week in, week out, man. Had Danny Dimes looking like Danny Pennies, just like I said they would. <laughs> that defense is getting it going. I do have to admit, I am a Patriots fan. I watch the games. I do have to admit, our offense has not been clicking yet. Uh, you know, I know our offense usually starts slow. So I'm hoping once some, you know, some, the receiver they drafted, a couple of players come off injury. Maybe we'll have more in offense. I think by November, it'll get clicking. Yeah, uh, you know, a lot of these offenses do have uh, these slow starts, but you're right, man. As the season goes along, they definitely will pick it up. And if it's anything like the Patriots, they will pick it up, and we'll definitely see results. I will say, though, my boy Tom Brady at 42, two rushing touchdowns. That's right, two QB sneaks. <laughs> One from the three yard line. That was questionable. He is the master at the quarterback sneak. Could have got uh could have got hurt. Next game, you had the second game of the season in London. You had the Panthers versus the Buccaneers. The Panthers won with a score of thirty seven to twenty six. Carolina is now five and zero since Kyle Allen has started for that team. And what about Jameis Winston? Uh, Jameis Winston has to be headed towards <laughs> towards free agency next year. He had 400 yards on the day, but he had five picks and a fumble, which equals a total of six turnovers on the day. Um, thoughts, comments, concerns about this game? You know, I saw something something that I liked in this game. Kyle Allen got it done without a major running game because Christian McCaffrey had 22 carries for 31 yards. Wow. That- That's one... And a half yards per carry. So there wasn't too much of a running game this week. And he still got it done. 227 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. So I like to see the fact that without a running game, he still got it done. 
I still believe they shouldn't give Cam the job back and just keep running with Kyle Allen. Yeah, and there's there's already uh, it's a little early, but there's already reports on multiple teams that would be interested in Cam Newton next year, um, which would be a little foolish in my opinion. But hey, you're gonna get overpaid in this league. Next game, you had the Bengals at the Ravens. The Ravens won a must-win divisional <coughs> game. They beat the Bengals with a score of twenty-three to seventeen. Um, do, do you want to touch on this game or move on? All I got to say is I was not convinced by the Ravens' win. Really? I really wasn't because I said it last week. The Ravens had a win, uh, you know, dominantly in this game to impress me after coming off some losses. They didn't do that. We all know the Bengals are super bad this year. They're 0-6. Um, they, the Ravens just didn't convince me with this game. It is it is a league, though, the National Football League. Every Every week is different. Next up, you had a pretty good, exciting game. You had the Seahawks visit the Browns. The Seahawks ended up with a comeback, and they won 32-28. to um, Russell Wilson was 23 for 33, 295 yards, two passing touchdowns. And did you hear this, crazy, this craziness? Apparently, in the third quarter, Russell Wilson was having uh, issues with his helmet. And, you know, that's where he gets the plays from the you know, whoever's calling the plays. My boy was having issues and he couldn't hear. But apparently this man is so smart. He's so bright that he was calling his own plays in the huddle. Like, how impressive is that? And by the way he's playing this season, he's seriously making his case for MVP. You know, that's just something that the greats do. Uh, You know, the greats get it done. Most of the really great quarterbacks know their playbook. They know the best, most of the time, the best plays in the situation. And he did what had to get done. He knew exactly the best place for the situation. And he got it done. Like I said, Russell Wilson is such an underrated quarterback. Probably the most underrated player in the NFL. People don't appreciate his greatness. He's really put in an MVP caliber season this year. You know, got the Seahawks playing right. 5-1. and one. That division's going to be close to the end. Um, I'm excited for that one. <clears throat> I really like the Seahawks this year. I actually really do. Uh, the Browns, you know... Took another loss. They're down to two and four, two games behind the Ravens. Uh, I think it's I think it's about time that you might want to start panicking a bit. We'll touch more on the Browns a little bit later, but <laughs> real quick before we move on, Baker Mayfield just has not been playing well. He had three picks in this game, and the Browns actually had the lead at some point uh, by two possessions, I believe, and they just could not put the Seahawks away. Um, I think it's just, you know what, their coach, he's not experienced enough to call the right plays that need to be, get, be play, uh, basically get played. Uh, I've been seeing it. You know, they, they don't know how to manage a game. Uh, their game plan isn't the best. I feel like they're asking too much of Baker Mayfield. You know, he's still not fully ready to just completely lead your team. They need to rely on the run game. I do think that this team is going to be a lot better once Kareem Hunt comes in. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think they're going to be very run-centric with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and it'll open up a lot for Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham. I always knew that that was going to be a game-changer. They just have to make sure that they don't fall too behind the Ravens by the time he gets back. Uh, They really have to stay within striking distance or it is going to be over. Yeah, and, you know, if the Ravens keep struggling a little bit, or even a little bit, that division will be up for grabs. 
Following game, you had the Saints visit the Jaguars, and the Saints won in a defensive battle with a score of 13 to 6. And womp, 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 womp. No Minshew Mania this week. What did you think of this game? Uh, you know what? Gardner Minshew did have a bad game. Gotta say it. He did have a bad game. Uh, I honestly picked the Jaguars because I, I, I believed in the mustache. <laughs> I believed in the stash. Uh, but you know what? I support Gardner Minshew uh, just because he just seems like a regular old blow, uh, you know, a person that you could go to the store with, crack a couple of brews, chop it up. So you know what? Uh, I, I I want him to succeed. The Saints are really just they're they're blowing past my expectations that I had, especially without Drew Brees. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is playing pretty good out here. They've gone undefeated with him. So you know what? The Saints are rolling. The Jaguars. I had him. I had him making the playoffs this year. It's not looking too great. We'll see. There still could be time to uh, turn the things around. <laughs> Following game, you had the Texans beat the Chiefs at home. That's right. The Texans won with a score of thirty-one to twenty-four. Carlos Hyde had a hundred yards rushing. Former Forty Nineer. Shout out to him. And that Chiefs defense, it it stinks. It cannot stop the run. What killed the Chiefs in this game was time of possession, and uh, the Texans was they just kept running the ball down their throat. You know what? The Chiefs had the lead; they were up, I believe, seventeen to three at one point. And you got to give props to the head coach for the Texans. He did not give up on the run game, and that's how they were able to come back and score points. Yeah, man. <laughs> what What are your thoughts about this game? You know what? Uh, for all of you guys who listened. Uh, to last week's episode, during the actual episode, I talked myself into picking the Texans to win this game, and that's exactly what I did. Because you know, the more that I thought about it, I was the Texans, and I've said this from the start: if the Texans, if the O line is able to protect Deshaun Watson, that's a good team right there. The Texans are a really good team, and if they can, as long as they can protect their quarterback, they're gonna keep being great. You know, obviously. Teams are starting to figure out the plan against the Chiefs. You run it on them, you keep the ball away from them, and you score when you can. And it's something that's working. The Chiefs have a horrible defense. I think the Chiefs, you know, a lot of people came into this year thinking the Chiefs were one play away from getting into the Super Bowl, and they could have won it. And this year they're going to come back and they're going to get to the Super Bowl. I actually see them being a worse team than last year. And I see some of the other teams that have actually gotten better. So, you know, Deshaun Watson also balling out of control. You got to love the way he's playing right now. Next game, you had a stinker down in Miami. The Redskins got their first win of the season. They beat the Dolphins with a score of 16, I'm sorry, 17 to 16. <laughs> um, not much to say here. Yeah, you know, um, I said it last week. The Dolphins were going to make sure they lost this game. They're tanking. There's actually, you really think about it, you know, obviously the Dolphins, everybody says the Dolphins are tanking. They're doing horrible. But we really got to think about it. The Redskins are 1-5. The Bengals are on a 6. There's a couple of really bad teams this year. So the Dolphins have to really make sure they don't win a single game if they really want the number one pick. They're going for Tua. They better make sure they're not going to win. 
any games. They've been doing a great job so far. I saw this funny quote. Um, I believe uh, they threw in Fitzmagic in there to potentially get them to, uh, to tie the ball game. But on fourth down, I believe, they instead of kicking the extra point, they went for two. Someone said they weren't going for two. They were going for Tua, meaning they were tanking on purpose like you've been talking about the whole season. They want to get that number one draft pick, and I think it's showing. Following game, you had the Eagles visit the Vikings. The Vikings came up with a victory of 38-20. to 20. Who's who's number eight on the Vikings right now? Because I don't recognize the guy. Kirk Cousins had four touchdowns on the evening. Stephon Diggs was the recipient of those three touchdowns. Um, what stood out to you in this game? Uh, you know, it's it's like you're saying. Actually, Kirk Cousins threw four touchdowns. Yeah, he did. Oh, I thought you said three. Oh uh, well, Diggs got three of those. Oh, okay, I'm sorry about that. You good? You know, yeah, Kirk Cousins. But like I've been saying, we all know this for Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins will have some games where he just plays great yep. and you think he's a class quarterback. It convinced the Vikings to give him a yep. big contract. But then he comes back to reality and he'll have a stretch of really bad games and the, the receivers will be mad at him and saying they want <laughs> out. That's that's what happens. That's his reality. I know that some games he's going to play lights out and people might think, oh, there, he's fixed his problems. No, he hasn't. He reverts back to his old self. Uh, this Eagles team isn't looking too great. Also, but yeah, that's all I got to say. You know, the Vikings, eventually Kirk Cousins is going to come down back to earth. Yeah, I don't see Kirk. I don't (laughs) honestly, and it's sad because Minnesota has a really good team. And I I just do not see Kirk Cousins leading that team into the playoffs. And if they do, it's going to be one and done. Next, you had a stinker in Arizona. You had the one, the one and four Falcons visit the um, what is it, one three and one Cardinals. The Cardinals won with a score of thirty four to thirty three. The Falcons attempted a comeback, but they missed the extra point, which is why they lost by a point. It it's looking real dark in Atlanta right now. <laughs> yeah, like like you said, the Falcons one and five, and. It's crazy because this roster isn't that bad. It's stacked. It really yeah, is. Yeah, it really is. And then you had Matt Ryan play. That that was just a phenomenal Matt game. Matt Ryan is playing good football. 30 for 36, 356 yards, four touchdowns and zero interceptions. That's a game that you should win. But you know what? There's just something about the Falcons this year, and some they can't figure out how to win games. Next up, you had a showdown in L.A., my 49ers went 5 and 0 this weekend. They beat the Rams with a score of 20 to 7. Man, all I got to say is that defense is <laughs> unbelievable. They held the uh, Rams offense to on the Rams offense was 0 and 9 on third down and 0 and 4 on fourth down. Meaning that defense defensive line just dominated the entire <laughs> game. They were all over Goff. He could not get started. Well, what did you think of this game? Yeah, it's like you say, that 49ers defense is super good. Um, you know, I think in their case, and it's kind of the same with the with the Patriots. Their defense is playing phenomenal. Uh, I've been seeing some games, and the 49ers offense, although they've been winning games, hasn't completely got it clicking. You know, second half, they weren't really able to do anything. 
But fortunately for them, their defense also didn't allow the Rams to do anything. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see if this offense can really get clicking. If this offense can really get clicking, that's going to be a really good football team. And the Rams, the Wolves continue for the Rams. Uh, They're now, you know, two games behind in the division to both the Seahawks and the Niners. Uh, You know, starting to look like the Rams really could potentially maybe not make the playoffs. Super Bowl hangover. So, you know, we'll see where they go. Next up, you had another stinker. The Titans lost to the Broncos. The Broncos won 16-0. Yeah, man. You know, these Broncos, they weren't necessarily a bad team. They finally got it going. You know, they're getting a little bit going. They're winning games. The Titans, you know, you predicted this. Mariota got benched. I called it. I called it. You did call it. I didn't think they would bench him during the game. I thought maybe they would bench him, you know, following week. But they benched him during the game. And I think the Titans will seriously be considering... There's going to be plenty of quarterbacks coming out of college this year. I think the Titans are going to draft a quarterback in the first round. I think it'd be smart for them. I think they know what their quarterback is, and they definitely need to get a new quarterback. At, at the rate the Titans are playing, uh, <laughs> you know, during the first four weeks of the season, they did look like a unpredictable team. But at the rate they're going, I don't see them winning a lot of games this year, honestly. But, yeah, no, good point on uh, them needing to move on. But if, if Tannehill can play good this year, I, I believe they keep him. And, boy, what a shocker for this next one. We did not see this coming. The Cowboys visited the Jets, and the Jets, that's right, the Jets won this football game. The score was 24-22. to Sam Darnold, after a month on vacation from Mano, recovering from that, Torch the Cowboys defense, and the rest is history. What What did you think of this game? You know what? I've picked these Cowboys these past three weeks in every single game. And every game, these boys have let me down. Where are them boys at? Shit, I don't know. They stay in the locker room apparently for the whole first half because these guys cannot play in the first half. The first half has been horrible. Every single one of these past games... Uh, you know what? I don't know what's going on with them boys. The Jets, Sam Darnold brought life back to them. I think they were just really inspired because it wasn't just Sam Darnold. A couple players have returned. You know, they did have a lot of injuries at the start. So maybe they are a good team, you know, and it was just all the injuries making them look really bad. So we'll see, you know, where the Jets go from here. Sam Darnold, of course, played great in his first game back after, like you said, his little vacation. But... I don't know. Uh, both of these teams, you know, we don't know what's going to go, <laughs> how it's going to go. You know who the Jets play next, right? Oh, yeah, they're about to get smashed. Oh, I smell. We do know what's happening next game. I smell an upset. <laughs> Ooh, Sam Darnold. Every single week. Sam Darnold on fire. Every single week, George be telling me if I'm worried about the Patriots in this game. No, he I'm gonna, not. He no, I'm not. He's that defense. No, he's not. No, he's not. <laughs> All right, Sunday Night Football, we had the Steelers visit the Chargers. And the Steelers came up with a victory. The score was 24-17. How about that Steelers defense? What did you think of this game? This game, you know, I I, I didn't expect much from the Chargers. I know the Chargers are bad this year. It's just crazy to think how much we've been bashing on the Steelers. How bad we've been saying, you know what, these guys are playing horrible. These guys ain't doing nothing. 
And they're currently tied with the Browns in the division. They're just two games back of the Ravens. And they're still not out of it. They're really like, as much as we've been bashing on them, they're really not out of it. Uh, and, you know, they're, they're doing this with... Uh, a fourth-string quarterback. A fourth-string quarterback. This guy was basically brought here just so that you could he could practice with the team, do some practice reps, and now he's the starting quarterback. And you know what? They got it done. I think that just speaks uh, wonders about Mike <coughs> Tomlin and what his ability and what he brings to the table as a head coach. I definitely do not see Mike Tomlin leaving the Steelers next year, even if they do continue to have a bad season. Uh, he he he's just he's got a niche for putting the good teams together, and what a game by rookie linebacker Devin Bush, definitely the star of this game. Lastly, Monday Night Football, you had the Lions visit the Packers, and the Packers' luckiest team of the week, they won with a score of twenty-three to twenty-two. Thoughts about this game? You know what? I had picked the Lions. I believe in them. I believe in my boy Matt Patricia. Got this team playing right. They just, they couldn't get it done. You know what? Towards the end of the game, that game really should have been theirs. Uh, they had a couple possessions where they really just, they couldn't score. Oh, they couldn't we're, score. We're going to touch on this game. Later um, on. You know, they really just couldn't score at all. Green Bay got it done. Green Bay's at 5-1. and one. You know, Green Bay's got Super Bowl aspirations this year. I do believe they do have Super Bowl aspirations. I'm not impressed. <laughs> really? You know why? Rodgers doesn't have anyone to throw the ball to. Some guys are coming back. I think the defense is... That's actually what's impressed me the most. I think that defense is what's carrying this team right now. You know what? You may say that, but that's actually what's surprised me the most about Aaron Rodgers. How you just said, um, doesn't have his number one receiver. His number two receiver went out in that game due to injury, and they got it done. When those guys come back from injury, this offense is just going to be clicking more high gear. The defense is playing good. Uh, I do really believe that, you know what, this is going to be a really good year for them. I don't think a Super Bowl winning year, but it's definitely going to be better than the past few years. All righty, that wraps it up for our Week <laughs> 6 recap. Coming up is our Week 7 picks with JNR. Stay tuned. Week 7 picks. Uh, let's get straight to it. Thursday night football, you got the Chiefs visiting the Broncos. I think the Kansas City Chiefs will bounce back this week uh, despite losing two home games in a row. I think they'll beat the Broncos with a score of 27-14. to 14. Yeah, like I said, you know what? Teams have figured out the way to beat the Chiefs. You know, you get yourself a good running game. You keep the ball away from them. And, you know, obviously you defend them. But... The Broncos have a good defense. I think I just don't think they have a good enough offense to score, Flacco. to score more points than the Chiefs. So I do have the Chiefs bouncing back this week and taking a W. First action of Sunday, you got the Rams visiting the Falcons. Uh, the Falcons, I'm, I'm sorry, the Rams recently traded for Jalen Ramsey. I think that'll be a nice addition. Uh, won't be much of a game changer, I think, though. 
But I definitely see the Rams bouncing back after losing three in a row. The Rams are going to win this game with a score of 24-17. to 17. Yeah, I also think the Rams are going to win this game. I think they're going to bounce back. Um, you know what? The Falcons, I know they've been struggling. Usually the Falcons are really good at home. But this year it hasn't been the case. They're struggling to win games. The Rams seem to be due for a comeback. You know, their defense is playing pretty bad. You know what? This is one of those games where after talking, you know, here on the podcast, talking on the radio, I talk myself into it, and I'm going to go against what I originally picked. I'm going to take the Falcons in this game. Really? Just, you know, I think once I talk on the radio, I kind of start talking some sense into myself. I think that, like you said before, this team is stacked. Matt Ryan has really good weapons. You know, he has good receivers. I think he's going to ball out. And the Rams' defense is playing really bad that I think they can actually just outscore the Rams because Jared Goff is also playing really bad. I think they're just going to straight up outscore the Rams. So I'm going to take the Falcons. What did you tell me before the show? You picked the Rams, didn't you? No, I did. I told George. What did you tell me? Nah, you can't stealing. change your picks. I said don't be stealing picks. Who's stealing picks? You had picked a team. I told you, you why think, I was going to pick another team. What did team. you just say? You think it over. You I talk talked some... myself into it. Exactly. I didn't let so, other people oh, talk me Also, when I do it, it's a crime, right? <clears throat> when I do it, it's a crime. Get I... your panties. You ought... Get your panties out of a You bunch. ought to be ashamed of yourself, Rigo. No, man. <laughs> I'm not ashamed of anything I do. Next up, you got the winless Dolphins visiting the Bills. <clears throat> I think that Bills defense is going to be too much for the Dolphins. I think the Bills win this game 17-13. I'm going to tell you all folks out here, if you guys, you know, any of you guys are betting people or anything like that, you want to make some money, bet against the Dolphins Every game of the year. You don't think they'll win a game this They're year? They're not going to win a game. You can't mess around. Look how bad some of these teams are. The Bengals haven't won a game. The Redskins only got one you game. You told me one. the Dolphins are going to win a few games this year. I never said that. Yeah, you did. When I say that? On our very first episode. I don't think. I think I put them at like 1 in 15. You don't think they win at least 3? Nah, they might win 1 or 2. They got Fitz Magic back in the, in the scene, man. Bro, but They're tanking. Do you, I've been trying to explain to you what tanking means the whole season. Oh, I don't know what tanking means. Apparently, you don't know that Dolphins are tanking. They're going to win a few games. Win. You can't do that They're when you're tanking. To. When you are tanking, okay, you could do it if other teams win I'll a couple they games. they win at least one game. If Okay, if other teams win a couple games, if not, then maybe they say, okay, two. we can mess around and win, a, and win a couple games now. But there's so much teams doing so bad that it's like we can't mess around and win a couple games right now. Yeah. Because then they may not get the number one pick. Yep. The Bengals looking pretty good for that number one pick. Yep. <laughs> Speaking of the Bengals, you got the you got the Minshew mania. You got the Minshew Jaguars visiting the Bengals. I think Minshew will have a bounce back game this week. I see the Jags winning this game 21-13. You know what? I've, I, I kind of have a, a little info as to why I think... Gardner Minshew didn't do too great against the Saints. Why? What's up? Uh, you know, I know uh, some folks out there, Gardner Minshew did meet Uncle Rico. I think Uncle Rico might have messed with his <laughs> mechanics. I don't know if you guys ever seen Napoleon Dynamite with Uncle Rico. That's throwing mechanics. Uncle Rico used to, used to throw him over the mountains. I think Gardner Minshew was trying to imitate those mechanics, and those are not good NFL mechanics. I think, you know, he's going to get himself right, 
And I think it's going to bounce back, and I think the Jaguars are going to win this game. Uh, yep, I agree. <laughs> Next up, you got the Vikings visiting the Lions. The Lions were screwed over on Monday night. That'll be a topic we'll touch on. <laughs> um, you know, these Lions, man, they're scratching for victories. They want to prove that they're a contender. <clears throat> I think the Lions will win this game with a score of 24-20. to 20. Yeah, I got. The, I think this is going to be a really good defensive battle. I think that's what it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. You know, I think it's going to be a really close game to the end. I do have the Lions winning because it's just like you said. You know, they went stretching right there for a win. I think they're going to take this win. I think Kirk Cousins is going to come back a bit to reality to who he is. And I do have the Lions winning this game. Uh, I really hope they do good, you know. I actually want Matt Patricia to seed as a head coach. I think he's got them playing right. Uh, I think this team, you know, is going to take this game. No doubt. Next up, you got the Raiders visiting the Packers. I wanted to pick the Raiders pretty bad, but I just think Green Bay would be too much for them. I got Green Bay winning this game 28-14. to yeah, you know what? I also picked the I also picked the Packers. I did, you know, the Raiders are, you know, the way they've been playing this season, they're kind of an upset team. They could upset a team, but I do think that, like you said, the Packers are going to be just a little bit too much for them, and I think the Packers will be able to get it done. Next up, you got the Texans at the Colts. This is going to be a great <laughs> divisional battle, but I think Deshaun Watson and that run game are just gonna they're going to be too much for Indy. I think the Texans will win a close one, 27-21. You know what? You do have the Colts coming off a bye week. That is going to work to their advantage. Uh, But like you said, I think the Texans are red hot right now after beating these Chiefs. They're on a high. I think they're going to continue that streak, and I think they're going to take down the Colts. You got Battle of the Rookies in New York. You got (laughs) Kyler Murray's Cardinals visiting Danny Dimes' Giants. Unfortunately, I think the I'm going to give it to the home team on this one. I think the Giants will win with the score of 20 to 13. You know, the, this this game is actually between these rookies is really interesting. You know, they're probably the two most talked about rookies I'd say coming into the season. You know, obviously Kyler Murray, the number one pick, uh, you know, really small, short guy. Everybody wants to see how he's going to do. And then you got Danny Dimes, who nobody expected nobody. probably to go in the first round, and then to go what was it, number six overall by the Giants. Everybody was super shocked by this. Then he came into the league, gave the Giants some life. This one's going to be an interesting one just to see which rookie comes out on top. And I also got Danny Dimes and the Giants winning this one. I got the Giants. <laughs> Next up, you got my 49ers visiting the Redskins. Um, it's any given Sunday. I hope the Niners do not <laughs> sleep on the Redskins. But I think they're going to win with a score of 31-10. to 10. Yeah, you know what? I think this one's going to be... The Redskins, I feel like week to week, don't even know who's their starting quarterback. I feel week to week, they're just like, hey, we'll put somebody in and maybe he'll do something. <laughs> but yeah, after seeing this defense against the Rams, I don't think this defense is going to let the Redskins do anything. The The Redskins defense isn't good at all. Uh, I think the uh, 49ers are going to blow this one out. For sure. Next, you got the Chargers at the Titans. It's funny when I saw this matchup. These are like the two teams that you and I have given up on picking for the rest of the season, and unfortunately, we got to pick this week. But I think the Chargers will win this game. Um, I don't think Tannehill's gonna do much as a starter. I think the Chargers win twenty four seventeen. 
I actually got the Titans winning this game. And honestly, I'm just giving it to them because they're at home. That's really what it comes down to. Like I said, both these teams I've given up on picking. I'm really just giving it to the to the Titans because they're at home. That's really the only reason. But this game, it's not going to be a good game. All right. Next up, you got the Saints at the Bears. And you know what? I originally had the Saints. But I think I'm going with the Bears on this one. And here's why. I think the Bears' defense is better than the Jaguars' defense. <clears throat> Teddy and the Saints only put up 13 against the Jags. I think Chicago, if if that backup quarterback can manage the game, will get it done. I think Chicago wins 17-14. Yeah, you know what? Since Teddy Bridgewater's been playing, this is the best defense that he's going to face. And like I said, I always say this. You never really expect a team to go 16-0. As good as the team is, you never expect them to go 16-0. Super hard to do. So you know that they have to lose some games. So as good as the team's doing, you got to predict where the losses are going to be. Saints are 5-1. But I mean with Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, okay. I didn't think they were going to go perfect starter. with Teddy. Gotcha. So, okay. So what I'm saying, basically, I didn't think they were going to go perfect with Teddy Bridgewater. You know, I didn't think... I, obviously, they already took one out early in the season. But... I think the Saints are due for a couple of losses. I think they're going to be maybe, you know, the way they're playing, maybe be a 12-4 and four team. So, obviously, you got to pick which losses they're going to take. I think this is going to be one of them. I think this is the best defense that Bridgewater is going to face. I think he's going to get a little flustered by this defense. Uh, so, I got the Bears taking this one. No doubt. Next up, oh, man, this is going to be a really good game. I'm going to try to watch this one. You got the Ravens visiting the Seahawks. And, you know, much to your point that you just said, you can't win them all. I'm going with the Ravens on this one. I think the Ravens still have a lot to prove. Uh, definitely Lamar Jackson was hot this, this these first four weeks. He has been struggling. But I think of Baker Mayfield and that offense, were, they were able to put points on the Seattle defense. I think it'll be no different for the Ravens. So, and, and, oh, and let's not forget, this is Earl Thomas's first game back to Seattle in, in a new uniform. So I think the Ravens are going to win in a close one, 27-24. You know what? I actually think the Seahawks are going to win this one. This is going to be a good battle between quarterbacks just because I feel Russell Wilson really up. I feel Russell Wilson is really the guy that opened up the door and this for this new generation of running quarterbacks. Yep. I know Michael Vick did it first, but you know I think Michael Vick, you know, left the game and he didn't really open up the doors for a lot a lot of running quarterbacks. I think Russell Wilson, you know, with the Super Bowl and everything, he really opened up the door where now you want that dual threat quarterback. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting duel of quarterbacks. See how they play, but I'm gonna go with old and faithful Russell Wilson, and I think the Seahawks are gonna win this one because <clears throat> Russell Wilson just finds a way to win. It's going to be a good game, no doubt. I'm excited for that one. And, oh, boy, Sunday night football. Woo-hoo-hoo. You got the Eagles visiting the Cowboys. Both teams are 3-3. Three and three. This is must-win football for both teams. But you know what? The Cowboys are struggling, partner. They don't know who they are. I got the Eagles winning this game with a score of 28-20. to 20. You know what? Uh, oh, Dougie P guaranteed a win. Oh, Dougie P. 
He said we're going to go down there and win. He's guaranteeing a win Sunday night. Uh, you know what? It, it, it's just one of those games where I'm just, I don't know who to pick. The Cowboys do have a lot of injuries for this game. If you've seen the injuries, they have both. I think it's both Amari, Amari Cooper and, out. and Randall Cobb will probably miss this game. Wow. They got, you know, their tackles, both their tackles out. They've got a, about two really good defensive players also out. So this team is really about half the starters on this team are pretty much out, you know, with injuries. There's got a lot of injuries right now, the Cowboys. They haven't been able to figure it out. But I, I just got, I believe that this is a game where it's going to click in their heads. I think, you know, it's a must-win game. I honestly think that this is Zeke's coming coming out party for the season. I think he's going to ball out of control in this game. I think the Cowboys are going to take a win. Wow. Okay. If they let me down this week, I'm done picking them in big games because I picked them I picked them against the Packers, I picked them against the Saints. If they lose this one to the Eagles, I'm done picking them in any big games. It's not too late to change your pick. I'm already said the Cowboys to the folks out out there. I'm a man of my word. I'm going to stick to the Cowboys. They're not going to win. Well, shit, I don't care. They're not my team. <laughs> All them boys fans are the, out the one suffering. You know, it, and, and I didn't really see this coming. We both picked them to beat the Jets last week. But if Sam Darnold can do what they did to that defense, I think Carson Wentz is a major upgrade from him. And I think that offense will put up some points. I'm just, I, I am concerned for that Philly secondary, though. I was really upset that they weren't the team that got Jalen Ramsey. I think they could have benefited more from getting him. But it's going to be a good game regardless. I'm excited for that one. And to close off the week, you got the Patriots at the Jets. Uh, same old song and dance, right? I got the Patriots winning 34. Wait, you got who? Huh? You got who? <coughs> the Patriots. Uh, so what happened to all this talk about... Sam Darnold and the upset and the Jets <laughs> and the Jets gonna win and this is the upset. You know what happened? What happened all that talk? I'm a smart man when it what comes to all making that picks. Talk? What happened all that talk? I'm not gonna lose a pick. You wanna seem like a fool out out in the? You wanna seem like a fool to these viewers? <laughs> nah, see what it is is uh I like I just like busting your balls. You know, it's like. Every week, I want the Patriots. To I got lose. balls of steel. They don't. Get I busted. want the Patriots to lose every week, but you know what? If I'm a betting man, I'm not betting against New England, <clears throat> except maybe a few times out of the year, which we will be doing, by the way. But nah, I got the Patriots winning 34-17. Should I ask who you got? The Patriots, and that's all she wrote, folks. You don't want to touch on this game at all? You don't think uh, it's gonna be a dominant? Game by the Patriots. You don't think it'll be close? It is not going to be close. I mean, your boy Brady hasn't been this playing all that This game is not going to be close. This game, I think the Jets, you know, Sam Darnold coming back from Mono, he was all hyped up. This game is going to be different. The Patriots are going to win this one. They'll probably win it. I think the Jets will put up a fight. I think the Patriots will probably win by a score of about, I'd say, a good 28-14 uh, around there. Well, that wraps it up for our week seven pick. Actually, my bad. Let's touch on the teams that are on a bye week and let's talk about them a little bit. 
You got the Steelers, the Browns, the Panthers, and the Buccaneers. All four teams have a bye week. Which one of these teams do you think will benefit from the bye week? I think the Browns will definitely benefit a lot. I think they really need to take some time and just figure out who they are as a team. What's the things they do good? What's the things they do bad? Uh, you know, really just work on that team chemistry. I think it'll be a good bye week for them to really just... They've been going through a really rough stretch. Just kind of get themselves right. So you're saying the Browns are going to get a W when they come back? Oh, no. I'm just saying, you know, they're not going to get a W when they come back. You don't necessarily got to get a W to look great. You're not going to get. You're not gonna pick up a W against the Patriots. You know who they play next, right? Not going to pick up a W against the Patriots. Ooh. But they could pick up a couple Ws after that. I got the Browns on that one. You heard it here, folks. He said he's got the Browns. We don't want him, you know, switching sides. I got the later. Browns. We don't want him switching sides next episode. So he's saying it since now. I got the Browns winning that game. You know why? Because <laughs> Baker Mayfield plays best when he's the underdog. And I see the Browns pulling an upset against your team, the Patriots. Acting like a fool out here on the radio. <laughs> hey, you can't win them all. You said it yourself. You can't go 16-0. You said that yourself. Hey, but that's hey, but that's for hey, next week. That's for next hey, week. They did it once. Let that's, me tell you, that's for they next. did it. And once. what happened? Shit, they, they lost did in the it Super Bowl. Once. That's different now. They lost in the it's Super Bowl. It's different. They lost. Hey, but they went sixteen and zero. They lost in the Super Bowl. Okay, but they went sixteen and zero. Okay, we're that talking you? about the regular season right now. Where did that get you? We're talking about the regular season. That didn't get they them. Went sixteen and the. That didn't get them a trophy. We ain't talking about Super Bowls right now. They get a trophy for that? We ain't talking about the six Super Bowls that Brady got right now. <laughs> That's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about the six, six Super Bowls three. that Brady's got. We're not talking about the six. We're just talking about they had a 16-0 season. Three of those were thanks to his kicker. Bro, you need to chill. When people say that, that's some straight-up nonsense. <laughs> <clears throat> ain't nobody ever said, man, look at my kicker on my team. So did the kicker not win that game? Those games or what? You act like the kicker just played the whole game by himself out there. Yup. <laughs> All right, that wraps it up for our week seven picks. Uh, stay tuned. We'll be back with our topic segment. We're back with our topic segment for the evening. Our last segment. I wish we could stay with y'all longer, but, you know, we have lives. So, let me ask you something. Should officials, referees of NFL games be held accountable for bad calls? I'm asking this because, you know, I like to look at things both ways. But, I was a little upset on those two roughing the passer calls on Trey Flowers, former Patriot on Aaron Rodgers that were just blatantly not true. He touched them on the shoulder pads. It, it just, it was not right. What do you think of this topic? Okay. I, I need that. Before I say what, I, what I'm going to say, I'm going to ask you a quick question. What's that? When you say held accountable, how would a ref be held accountable? Tell find. Me how. Find these refs. You want to find the players for, <clears throat> for making, you know, these the, okay. crucial mistakes. Why you can't, why can't refs, the rest be fined as well? You want these refs to get fined. Man, these NFL players millionaires. Okay. These refs ain't got millions of dollars like that to be paying fines. They make more than you and I do. 
Hey, but they ain't got that kind of money to be taking them fines. Who says the fine needs to be fifty grand or something? Five grand? No, it could be it could be less than that. Or have them sit out a game. <clears throat> uh what I'ma say is I support the refs. Because people forget the refs are human. Everybody wanna act all brand new over here and say, Oh, look at these bad calls the refs said. This is what I wanna ask to the listeners out there. Where y'all at talking about the refs when they make a bad call that goes for your team? When they make a bad call, you know, you're playing the game, they make a bad call for your team, you get a first down when you were like at third and 20. <laughs> Ain't nobody saying there, oh, the refs shouldn't have called that. They need to take they need to, they need to take them back. You know, I know it's my team, but they're still, they shouldn't win unfairly. No, everybody's like, oh, that play was right. You didn't see it? Everybody, the other person on the couch is like, bro, you serious? Look at that play. But now the fan is saying, no, you're not seeing it right. Look at it right. Look at it right. That is a penalty. This is that. This is that. <laughs> Now, when it comes down to your teams, a ref can make no mistake. Every call that goes for your team is the right call. Now, <laughs> y'all got to remember these refs are human. There's never in any sport any perfect refs. There's always going to be mistakes. You want to know why everybody's bitching and moaning about it now? Because you got all these social media people now that you literally watch a play, and you can watch it about 10 times in slow motion from every single angle. And then you got to be like, he didn't see that? I can't believe he didn't see that. How did he not call that? Or why did he call that? These refs are human. They're seeing this in real time. They might not have the best glance. Sometimes it looks a little bit different to them in real time. And you know what? They call it. Move on. You got to win the game. Everybody's always complaining about that one call. And because of that, we lost. What about the five times you didn't score a touchdown? You you said an important thing right there. Uh, win the game, right? Uh, take advantage of the opportunities, and let's let's go back to that Monday nighter. I wasn't thrilled on the calls the rest made, but Detroit did have the ball five times in the red zone, and they failed to score any touchdowns. It was all field goals. So you're right. Maybe in that instance, I'm sorry. Maybe in that instance. If the game is not going your way as far as officiating goes, maybe, you know, like, prove them wrong. Be like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm taking this game over. I'm scoring a touchdown. Um, I, I guess I'm just not a fan of these calls that just are blatantly not there, you know? I think the biggest issue now is that we get to review these plays so much and we see them in slow motion. Um there was actually, I saw something out there, you know, on on the TV where there was actually a former NFL player. He announced his games. I can't remember his name right now. He said, you know what? Screw it. Basically, fuck all, the, all these reviews. Don't review anything. The refs call a play, and that's what it is. And don't look back. And a team, if you're going to win, make the plays happen and let the team win. And you know what? I know some people says like, oh, no, we got to review this and that. People are so mad now that so much plays are getting reviewed and all of this. If they just left the refs, make the call, you wouldn't show so much reviews, and you just kept going with the game, the refs wouldn't be under this great scrutiny. You wouldn't be giving all this power to the cause. You just, a call was made and get over it. And if your team is, you know, good enough to win, they got to make the plays when it counts. I'm tired of all these people saying, ah, they lost. One of the biggest, you know, games in recent times, that Saints-Ram game. All these Saints fans wanted to cry to their moms and everything that 
We lost because they of this to. plane. They, they wanted a protest. We lost because of the ramp. That's exactly what I was saying about a fan sitting on the couch watching the game. There was a couple of few plays that were bad calls that went for the Saints and helped them out. Nobody ever talks about those plays. When they were complaining about the refs making bad calls, why didn't they complain about the bad calls that went their way also? You want to be fair? You want the refs to be fair? Then complain about the calls that went for your team also. But no, you just want, you're just mad about the plays that don't go for your team. That's when everybody gets mad, when it's against their team. Y'all need to start, y'all need to stop bitching and crying. <laughs> I'll support the refs. Leave them alone. <laughs> All right, next topic, uh, we want to touch on the Jalen Ramsey trade. The Rams gave up two first-round picks plus a fourth-rounder to get Ramsey after they shipped uh, Marcus Peters to the Ravens. What did you think of this trade? How do you feel about it? You know what? In, in the name of it, in the name, you know, Jalen Ramsey, great player, really great player, one of the best corners Top in the game. Top five corner. Yeah, so, you, you know, in retrospect, you see you see that trade and you're like, you know what? They got a proven guy. Yeah, you know, you gave up two first-rounders, but you don't know that, you know, draft picks are always kind of 50-50. You don't know what you're going to get. This is a proven guy that you know is going to make your team better. The one thing that I don't like about this trade is I don't really think it exactly makes the Rams a better team. Because let's not forget, yeah, they got him, but Akeem Tlaib is now out on IR. Not only that, but this is the same defense that gave up 55 points to James Winston. Yeah, so, you know, I get it. You got Jalen Ramsey, but he's not going to fix all your problems. The Rams have a lot more issues this year than just their defense. The O-line? Yeah. This, Todd Gurley's not the same. Obviously, this was a, you know, Jalen Ramsey, he's worth it. I think he's worth the two first-rounders. Um, but I don't know if it necessarily makes the Rams that much of a, of a better team. I think the Rams, you know, them being in L.A., they really go for a lot of players, you know, for the name of the player, and they need star power. Um, but I don't think this necessarily makes them such a, a better team. Uh, I, The way that I'm seeing the Niners and the Seahawks play, I see them potentially just missing out on the playoffs altogether this year. And, you know, the biggest reason why is they have to play those teams. They have to play those teams again. It's, you know, they're in your division, and they're balling out. So, you know, I think that's going to be a tough part for them. I do now, as of now, I see them missing the playoffs. You know, this trade made no sense to me. I think it was a desperation move. Don't get me wrong. I like the trade. I, I For what they're trying to do, it's either Super Bowl or bust. That's This was a desperation move. They want to go into their new stadium a winner. And I, I just, like you said, I don't think Jalen Ramsey is going to fix all their problems because, I mean, you sure they upgraded on the defense with the one key position, but they have more issues than this. Uh, Jared Goff, he's having on and off days. You can't do that. This guy just got paid. And what what's the pattern that we see in the NFL? These guys get paid, and they just don't play the same afterwards. The thing also is... A lot of players get paid based on a small time frame. This is one of the things I don't like. There obviously is players that get paid, but, you know, it's a body of work. Zeke Elliott, when he got paid, you know what? I had no issue with it because three years in the league, he's been balling out. Two years rushing leader. This guy, his whole body of work has 
just basically told you one of the best backs in the game. So, you know, you paying him, I get his body of work. Paying Russell Wilson, you know, it's just this guy's body of work. You know he's going to get paid. A guy like Jared Goff, he's been in the league, uh, believe it or not, the, this is his fourth year now. So, out of the three years, he got paid on not even one full year. Because in the postseason last year, he did not play good. If you look at his stats in the postseason, he did not play good. Jared, and even towards the end of the year, the last couple games were not great. He got paid based off of about fourteen, the first 14 games of last season that were good and explosive. He got paid on 14 games out of three full years worth of time in the NFL. That's the problem. That you get caught up in a good stretch of games where you're like, it's time to pay this guy, and you forget the rest of the body of the work. Because if you look at him fully over his three years, you know he's not a star quarterback. You know he's not the guy that's going to pull it together and win you a Super Bowl. And I get it. They got there. But you know what? He's what not happened? the guy. And they overpaid him like crazy. And they're going to start suffering from that because they're going to have to start letting some of these players go because they can't pay them all. And also, <coughs> let's be honest here, Todd Gurley's not the same player. He's not. That's one of the biggest issues the Rams have is they have so much money tied up in such a small amount of players that they can't really, even if they want to, they can't fix the rest of their team. They just don't have the money they available. All, yeah, and you know, and they also have issues on that O line. Uh, you know, their starting center retired uh, this off season. Also, uh, during the Niner game, one of their starting guards also left the game with an injury. So, again, I don't think Ramsey's going to make this team any better. Yeah, that's all we got to say, really. Next up, we're going to discuss the Chiefs. Are the Chiefs in trouble? Okay. So, I don't necessarily think the Chiefs are in trouble. I wouldn't say, oh my gosh, they're in trouble and they're not going to make the playoffs. I have them making the playoffs. I think they're going to get in. And, you know, they'll probably win the division. But, see, when a team like the Chiefs just had a season like they had last year, they had the MVP, and you got Patrick Mahomes, it starts becoming more of, it's not just getting into the playoffs. you got to perform. And this is where I think people should be worried, you know, fans of the Chiefs. Because obviously last year, everybody wants to hold up. This is what I hate. This is one of the things that really, you know. What do you hate? uh, One of my pet peeves. When a team wins, at the end of the day, they won. Doesn't matter how they got it done, that team won. Wins a win. A win's a win. The Patriots beat the Chiefs last year. Barely. They won. There you go. There you go. It was a close there game. You go. It was a close game. Let, let me finish. <laughs> One of my pet peeves is when people start saying the Chiefs should have won that game, and oh my gosh, you know Mahomes didn't get a chance on the first drive. The Patriots scored. That's how the NFL is played, and the Patriots won. I one of my pet peeves is when people say. If this would have happened, and because of that, they didn't win this game, and no then if they, and then they would have gone on and to win the Super Bowl, just like those people of the Saints, the same thing. Oh, the Saints should have won that game because of that call, and they would have won the Super Bowl. They would have been able to beat the Patriots. Get over it. 
your team loses, they lost. If they win, they win. And the Chiefs, because of that, so much people believing in the Chiefs, thought, you know what? They should have won that game last year, and they should have won the Super Bowl. So this year, you know, they're coming back, and they're going to win it. This year, they're going to win it. What people fail to realize is that I don't even think they're as good this year as they were last year. Their defense is horrible. Their defense got worse. And I don't think their offense is as good as they won last year. I think Kareem Hunt was a big Once part of Kareem that Once Kareem Hunt left, they have not been able to run the football. And people just completely forget that. I get it. Mahomes is an all-time talent. But you know what? You have to have a defense. You don't necessarily have to have, when you have an offense like that, you don't necessarily have to have a great defense. But you need to have some type of defense. And let's be honest, no team wins without the run game. I'm not saying you have to rush, you know, 100 yards a game to win. But you do have to have a threat of the rush. Because what happens when you don't have a threat of the rush is teams know all we got to do, don't worry about the rush, cover the receivers because that's all they can do. I don't think people necessarily have to worry about them being a bust because I think they're going to make the playoffs. But seeing them being as competitive as they were last year, as as a big of a threat as they were last year in the playoffs, I don't see them being there. And I I... I don't know if they'd necessarily make it to the AFC Championship this year because, uh, you know, like one of the teams that I'm really high on right now is the Texans. Yep. I think the Ravens, if they can really just completely figure this thing out by the end of the season, I definitely think that's a threat of a team right there. So I don't see the Chiefs being as big as a threat. I don't think they'll be a bust, but I definitely don't see them as big as a threat as everybody thinks. I think if that defense can tidy up, and stop the run, obviously. Uh, and, you know, just keep Mahomes, help Mahomes out because he can't do it all. I think they'll still reach the AFC Championship game. They just, they got to get it together right now. And the last team we're going to touch on for the night, the Dallas Cowboys. What happened to the Dallas Cowboys? <coughs> they started 3-0. and They are now 3-3. and What's going on? They're, the, they're those boys. They're them boys, huh? They're them boys that, you know what? Your Super Bowl pick. They were. I'm starting <laughs> to laugh at myself. <laughs> Made a fool of myself on national radio. Let me just, let me touch on this really quick. Dak Prescott wants 40 million, <laughs> but has been playing how they've been playing. Do you think okay. he deserves 40 mil? Yeah, I ne- okay, so this is the thing. I always kind of believe that he's going to get close to that number. I don't think he deserves forty million, but the thing is that it's hard to say it. Okay, so nowadays, let's be honest: these quarterbacks are just way overpaid. They really are. They're just stupidly overpaid. Yep. And it happens because teams were just started paying stupidly to players that didn't deserve it. Kirk Cousins, without proving anything, really not not really proving much. Kirk Cousins got a big a twenty eight million a year contract. Then Jimmy G. Let's be honest. Jimmy G was a backup quarterback. The 49ers, even though the 49ers are doing good, they also paid him $28 million without really much of a body of work. They just gambled on him. Uh, and then, you know, Carson Wentz got paid like 32 and a half. Then Jared Goff gets paid $33 million. So it's just kind of these quarterbacks are stupidly getting overpaid. And honestly, they don't deserve it. So what, what comes up? Dak Prescott. And if you really just see at the guys that got paid $33 million, you really think about it and you're like, well, you know what? 
Dak Prescott at least deserves that. That's really, you can't go under that, you know, in his head. And it's true. For him, he's got to be thinking, I can't go under that number. So, obviously, he's starting at 40. I don't think he expects to get 40. I think, you know, he'd probably be, I think Jerry Jones is probably more about 33. And he probably at least wants 35. I think I think at 35 is where this deal is really going to get done. And, you know, it's so stupid to think Russell Wilson, who actually thinks like, you know, Hall of Famer, dude, is at that number. But you know what? It's true. Dak Prescott, at the end of the day, you know, has won the division twice. And, you know, and then the thing is, he's in the same division as Carson Wentz. You know, he's won it twice. And I know Philadelphia has a Super Bowl, but we all know as good as we want to say he was that year, Carson Wentz did not win that Super Bowl. Nick Foles was the starting quarterback throughout the playoffs. He helped them. But at the end of the day, we can't say Carson Wentz has got a Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, he's got a ring. He's on the bench. He technically (laughs) got a Super Bowl. But when we say, you know, playing-wise, was he the quarterback that won that ring? Let's be honest. No, he wasn't. He was not the quarterback that won that ring. Nick Foles won that ring. Uh, You know, Nick Foles can tell his grandkids, I won this dang ring against the Patriots. Carson Wentz can say, I rode this bench and they gave me this ring at the end of the year. But Dak Prescott is get, not going to get any less than 33. I think that deal is probably going to get down around 35. But you know what? I think I don't know about these boys, man. I think the Cowboys just, <laughs> as long as Jason Garrett is there, they're not going to get over that hump. But not only that, they're just having an identity crisis right now. They're trying to throw the ball when clearly Dak isn't built for that. Uh, obviously, when the run is strong, then Dak shines as a passer. But I got to tell you, Zeke just does not look the same. Zeke doesn't look you as know what, explosive though? as he was. I think this is going to be Zeke's coming out week. I think this is the week he's going to show us that he's still Zeke. And, you know, he's going to be doing his little nope. eating celebration, uh, which, you know, I, me... I, I really like that celebration. <laughs> I've always liked it. But, you know, one of the things that uh, about these Cowboys, I wish I would have said this on the radio because then people would have known that I said this before the news came out. I actually, you know, hear George last, last week when we did the podcast. I didn't say it on air, but I actually did tell George if I was an NFL team looking for a new, uh, for a new coach, uh, my number one choice would be Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma. Oklahoma. I actually think this guy's a great coach. I told him, I know, you know, you got Nick Saban and you got, um, you know, all these guys from Clemson. You know, the the, uh, the basically the bigger national championship teams. But one of the things we forget is, you know, obviously Alabama, Clemson, LSU, these guys get top recruits every single year. You know, their players leave, and but they're getting top recruits from the country. I think, you know, Oklahoma, let's be honest, Lincoln Riley has done it with walk-ons. Um, Baker Mayfield was a walk-on. He's made producing him a, Heisman made, winners. Made him a Heisman winner. Kyler Murray, you know, came from another team, made him a Heisman winner. The guy he's got now, Jalen Hurts, you know, was the backup for Tua, you know, left, went to Oklahoma, and he's got him as the front runner for the Heisman winner now. And this guy, you know, his style of play, though he's the best quarterback guru, I I strongly told them, you know, I think a team, you know, like the Cowboys or the Browns 
should strongly consider for next season, Lincoln Wiley, you know, and reports this week, a few days ago, started coming out that Jerry Jones and what's his son's name? Um, uh, Steven Jones. Steven Jones. They're actually really interested in making Lincoln Riley their head coach. Let me ask you this, though. Say they bring in Riley, right? Who's going to be calling the plays? Riley or Kellen Moore? Lincoln Riley's going to be calling those plays. Okay. Lincoln Riley's a play caller, and he's going to be calling the plays. No doubt about that. Uh, and you know what? That's If he's got the mind to do it, that's his style. That's the way it's got to be. And you know what? So those reports have come out. Obviously, they're not going to let go of Jason Garrett during the season because obviously Lincoln Riley's got to finish out with Oklahoma. But I could, I definitely see this guy getting an offer to job for next year. The question will be whether he wants to leave college football. But I definitely think this guy's going to get offered a job. He would be my number one pick for next year. I did talk George. I specifically told him Lincoln Riley. That's a coach I like. If obviously the Cowboys are interested, but if I was the Browns, I'd be definitely interested in him also. All righty. That about wraps it up for our football talk here on Dual Threat Radio. Um, any last words before we call it a night? Uh, no, you know what? Uh, really appreciate the feedback you guys are giving. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Uh, you know, we're just trying to get better as the weeks go by. Hope you guys keep enjoying it. Hope you guys keep listening You and you like our takes. Like George always says, if you guys have anything that you guys want us to specifically talk about, just let us know. We'll talk about it. We'll chop it up. Yeah, and, you know, I got to do a better job about <laughs> being more active on our page. Uh, but I kind of wanted to talk about a little goal I'd like to see happen, you know, before the season's over. I'm hoping we can get to 50 followers on Instagram. And then after that, maybe potentially we can do a bonus episode, a Q&A you know, talk some Man, football. I, all you got to do is hit on them links that say, want a thousand followers now? Click. <laughs> See, we want real followers, though. We want to interact with you guys. You know, like I said in the beginning, potentially do some giveaways, you know, show some love back. Um, you know, we, we just love football so much, you know. We love talking about it, and it'd be awesome to get. You know, maybe one of our giveaways will have a special award. We'll do a... Meet a fan contest, and one of our lucky fans get to meet us. Meet and greet. <laughs> uh, or if you're from the Central Valley, you know, maybe we can uh, catch some playoff games together, you know, some of the big primetime games. But no doubt, you know, we, we love doing this. I'm um, having fun. I, I don't know about you, partner. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it's a blast. <laughs> but with that being said... Have a good night from Dual Threat Radio, and we'll see you next week. Stay classy.